the Making Sense of Life podcast number 65. According to J.K. Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast-changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit. Inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward slash corporate to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Sunil Raheja, as we continue to explore life in a challenging and complex world. This is our second uh, podcast interview with Peter Kerridge. Peter, it's great to have you again with us. Thank you. So if you listen to, to the previous one, we basically uh, introduced Peter. Peter is the CEO of Premier Christian Communications, which he's been involved with for the last 25 years. Uh, and Premier Christian Radio is the world's largest Christian radio station um, with with uh, was it 1.2 million listeners every week and on the website at premierchristianradio.com 8 million uh, visits every year as well so a very phenomenal and impressive impact for with the christian gospel not just in in the uk but around the world as well so we're we're speaking from the uh, premier christian radio offices in west london oh sorry in central london in in pimlico and in the last podcast we we heard the story about how Premier Christian Radio came to be and how the organisation has grown to now having a budget of 10 million and making such a huge impact and with the vision to do that more and more. But on this podcast, we're going to get to know Peter a bit more. We, we learned in the last podcast, Peter, about how you um, have always sort of dabbled in radio, how you were an insurance salesman and you diverted from there to, to, to go into, into the ministry and then made another diversion to start this fledgling organisation as, as a, uh, in Christian radio. You, you, you told me you're always a worrier. No, I said I was a worrier about where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do. I've, I, I don't worry about much else, but actually that was quite a big worry for about a decade. Uh, from about 1983, for, yeah, for 10 years, around about 93, I was really struggling knowing... And what, at what sort of age were you at that point? Oh, uh, what was I? Oh, Lord. Um, early 20s to early 30s. Yeah. Um, and what were you worried that, that you would get wrong? I, I, I was worried. Um, I was worried that I wasn't doing the right thing and I couldn't see the grand plan. Mm. I wanted it all laid out for me. I wanted to kind of know that this was what I was supposed to do, that um, I wasn't wasting time, um, mm. and that... Uh, this wasn't some wild goose chase I was on. Yes. So what? So, but you. But it's amazing. You said you know when you look back, you've seen how God has really just guided well, you. I mean, when I look back now, uh, it's really, really obvious. So just, just a little, little thing. Um, my wife, I've known her since I was uh, six years old. Oh really? There's a picture of us at a ch children's fancy dress party. She's four years old. <laughs> I'm six. 
it was in the it was in this church building that um, my mum and dad helped sort out years ago, and it was based on South End Road. Now oh, I'd never wow. even heard of South End, um, and here I've lived in South End for well since 1986, oh, wow. and it's just lots of little things. The fact that um, the call of God happened the way it did, the fact that we ended up getting married, yes. having the kids, and then you know ringing up the local radio station, getting through the Baptist guy who put me on the air, and yes, it's just been one long um, journey of God incidents. That's amazing. So, what would you say to, to somebody who's in their twenties or thirties who worries about what and that they? they uh, don't to follow God. What would you say to them? Don't worry anywhere near as much, because truthfully, if you give it to God, He will guide you. Yes. But often, uh, what I was doing, I was giving it to God and then taking it back again. Yes. Um, saying you can have your way, but can I just have a few um, pointers and can I just give you a little bit of advice and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. And there's a great saying, I think it's a Jewish saying, that um, 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 uh, God laughs when He hears your plans. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> God's got a sense of humour. That's yeah. right. So hold your plans lightly and trust Him that He's that He's got. He sees the whole picture and He yeah. can do something far better and bigger and greater than anything you could ask, well, think, or imagine. Well, I mean that's been my experience, and that's certainly what I think the experience with Premier has been. So, I mean, my next question to you really is, is linked to so what would you say have been the greatest lessons you've learned in your life? Uh, patience. Right. Um, Tell us about that. What do you mean? Well, you must have had a lot of patience in the terms of get, seeing. Well, get, getting, again, you know. yeah. When you're, when you're hanging around for ten years, not knowing what's supposed to happen, yeah, um, yeah, you, you do learn patience. That actually, you can't rush this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is a media environment. Media people tend to be pretty uh, impatient. Well, certainly full of the moment. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Full of this broadcast, this link, this show, the, my career, you know, what is this? And, and, and that, that, that's definitely true of media. It might be true of other walks of life as well. But what I can see, having you know, gone through the whole thing, uh, is that um, as frustrating as it can be, um, actually God does have his way. Yeah, and you know, and I've had I've had managers who I think didn't understand me. I've seen radio station bosses make decisions I didn't agree with. I've had uh, legislators turn down the bids on law changes time and again. We've been frustrated with finance. There's been any number of different roadblocks along the way. But what you can say, looking back, is well. God's had a plan in all of that. Yeah. Those have been learning experiences. So, what do you do when you've had so many discouragements and setbacks? How how, uh, how, how do you handle that? Well, well, my my personality is I just kind of get on with it. Um, as I said, I've never worried about Premier. I've never worried about Premier. Wow. I've always felt that God and had a purpose. There's been plenty to worry about, I'm sure. Maybe, but in fact, there's a really fantastic story of a lady called Mother Angelica. Mother Angelica laundered the Eternal World television network she was a she was a Carmelite nun right uh, out of Chicago out of Chicago no out of New out of New York she was out of uh, the Bronx I think anyway out of a order of nuns that are sworn to silence she decides that God's telling her to launch a TV station wow and and blow me down she's gone and uh, built the biggest Catholic TV network in the world <laughs> and um, 
her, her motto is, it's God's work, so let him do the worrying. That's and I it. think, truthfully, that's true of Premier as well. Yes. And so th- so you've been able to separate that out and, and, le- and in a sense, allow God to grow it the way that he sees best. I mean, it's not an abdication because God gives you a brain and he expects you to use it. Mm. He gives you staff and he expects you to manage them. And he expects you to make the best use of the resources you've been given. Yes. Um, but in the end, it's his. It's his work. It's his work. And it'll, and it'll continue as long as he's yes. he's blessing it. That's great. So it's holding it lightly. How do you personally, though, in a sense, you 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 you're CEO of a Christian media organisation. How do you, in a sense, make sure that you keep your walk with God at the centre and not let the work of God damage the work of God within you well it'd be worth saying first of all that this is not heaven on earth mm. if you walk into the premier studios um, it's people not people have that impression it's not like the organisation everybody gets you, yeah. everybody gets on really well with each other everything goes fantastically well, it's, well. It's, it's a media organisation yes right it's not two nuns in a cupboard either it's a very <laughs> professional organisation yes however um, it's no different to a pop channel or a classical music channel in as much as there are certain things that have to be done in order to make the wheels go around. So so when you're managing it, you're managing a media organisation. That's Mm. the first thing. But the speciality of the media organisation is this very, very important thing called the Christian faith. Mm. And it has to... It has to be reflected in the way we do things yes. and the things that we say and do. Yes. And that's the that's the joy of it, getting that bit right um, so that you get stories coming back day after day of folk whose lives have been changed because they've heard something of relevance to their lives that day. Mm. Um, so as it pertains to my Christian life, I'm no different than anybody else. I get up in the morning, brush my teeth, get ready. I tend to read my Bible uh, on the commute. And when I'm not commuting, when I'm staying somewhere, I'll read it early in the morning. Um, I I've been a big fan of Richard Foster over the years. He's the guy who wrote Discipline. Celebration of Discipline and Freedom of Simplicity, and uh, Money, Sex, and Power. Mm-hmm. Those programs, uh, those 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 works, and and that that idea of living a kind of a devoted life, but in the context of your daily busyness. Yes. Um, and actually here we're very privileged that we can actually have quiet times in the building so we start each day with prayer um and so we're able to reflect on the day that's great um yeah and and of course we're meeting very very interesting people every hour of the day as folk walk through our doors to make the broadcast so you know in that way you're strengthening your faith as well because you're meeting such wonderful people quite a lot of the time that's wonderful yeah thank you yeah what would you say are your greatest successes and why? Breathing. Breathing. <laughs> um, I think, truthfully, um, my mum was asked a little while ago, was she proud of me? Right. And she said, well, I'm proud of all my children. She's got two girls and me. Yeah. And um, both of them have been teachers. One's retired now. One's, one's still doing it. Um, and the more I've done my work, the more you realise it's... It's not really about you. You're just doing your job. Yes. Um, and God takes these things and makes something wonderful of them. I had no idea when we were campaigning for Christian Radio in the 80s that this would come out of the end. I mean, this is a fantastic yeah. journey. And it's not just one person. There's 
hundreds of people over the years who've contributed to make Premier what it is. I mean, I'm looking at the moment at our Premier Gospel um, design on a, on, a, on a screen here. Well, our, our designer designed that. I had nothing to do with that. Yes. Um, we're sitting in these very plush studios. They're beautiful studios, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, studio des designers put this together. And, you know, you, you realise that you're only part of the story. That's wonderful. Um, and... Um, and that keeps you kind of grounded because you, you, there's no way you can run this on your own. No. And so, Lex, how would you say failure shaped your life then as well? Um, failure makes you resilient. Yeah. And failure teaches teaches you things. Um, and, and actually, um, it is a truism that you learn more in the failure than you ever do in the success. Yes. So actually, the 50-odd-year-old um, the Peter Kerridge... Uh, is quite uh, grateful to failure because you learn so much when you Well, you, you learn more from failure. Than you said oh, you learn loads. And you must, when you were doing the bid for the licenses, whether for the license, was there a time when you thought this isn't this isn't going to go, this is not going to happen? Yeah, well, you know, I, I've bid. All the money's not going to be raised. Well, I've I've bid for lots of licenses over the years, and putting bids together is a fine art because um, you're never really sure how the committees who judge them are going to react. So learning to write bids learning to find the funds that would look good on a on a spreadsheet that supports the bid um all of those are challenges and yeah we failed you know we failed on so many bids we failed on so many projects i mean we launched we've launched two or three magazines that never worked right we had a before premier gospel was around we launched a radio station called talk gospel um and that was on the internet and it failed miserably Okay, but um, you didn't allow it to affect you. You got back up and you just carried yeah, on. Yeah, you just get on with the next one. And, um, and I suppose that's, that's a key thing, is, is not taking it personally and just keep going. No. Okay. You know, and you, 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 you sometimes fail. You sometimes fail with um, uh, projects. You sometimes fail with people. Like mm. Maybe presenters come and go and they may not have been able to fulfill their full potential yes. with you. And then you've got, um, you know, failures of hitting targets I mean there's, 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 there's never a year goes by where there isn't failure of some degree yes. in some in some area of the of the organization because it's it's a complex organization yeah and that's the nature of things as well yeah. so that's the yeah one of the key issues of leadership is knowing what your strengths are and knowing what your weaknesses are yeah and so knowing where where you should play to your strengths and where you should delegate to others where you're weak what, what do you see as your main strengths I think I'm, I'm a good communicator, and I can, I can grab a vision and communicate it. I think, over the years, I've learned how to deliver on a vision. So you know, I can make a project happen. So, it's a radio station or a magazine or a website or uh, an event. We can we can bring them to birth, and, and and increasingly we can we we know how to sustain it so it becomes bigger and better year after year. Um, so. I, I honestly think that this job and, and the role that I'm I'm in was almost made for me. I think right. I've, I've, I I feel totally at home doing this job. I've done it a long time. I know how it works. Yes. Um, and so you, you know if you've if you've been in radio, the length of time I have. So I've been in in it now forty two years. Wow. So forty two years, you'd think you might learn a few things about radio over the years. Yes. So forty two years of doing it, you kind of like, you know how that all happens. But 
um, the, the the weaknesses um, that there is probably too many to talk of, but um, I I know that um, the the way I survive is getting good people around me. Yes, um, and that's that's the key thing. Yeah. yeah. Like so you know you need you need your technicians. I'm lousy technical. So you're not technical at all. No, I'm not very technical. When, when I used to do when I used to do the um, the broadcasts. All I needed to know was which were the failures for the CDs and which was the failure for the mic. Yeah. Um, if they started telling me about doing, oh, I don't know, uh, some complicated piece of... Th and whenever they put a new bit of kit in there, I used to think, oh, Lord. And, yes. But uh, thankfully, I don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to think about that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. The most complicated show that anybody in broadcast can do is the sports show. Yeah. Because you're taking feeds from the racing, the rugby, the cricket, the football, and everything's on the moment. And I used to, and I used to do that well. So the, I can do the. It's a, it's a form of multitasking in a way. Yeah, I can do that bit. But it's the it's the it's the gubbins, you know. If yes. one, if one of these monitors went wrong, I wouldn't know the first you thing about it. Wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's when that's it's good to be aware yeah. so that people who are good at it can do that. Yeah. Who would you say, uh, Peter, are your mentors and role models? Because especially doing something like this, you're you're venturing into new territory. You're venturing into new territory that had never been done before. So who well, I've always your... had a mentor. So I've I've had a mentor all my life. All oh, right. Um, so my current mentor, I only change them when they die. Right. Um, so my current mentor is a guy called Lord Leslie Griffiths. He um, he's used to be a Methodist minister, but he's in the House of Lords now, um, and I've known him forever. And um, we have a thing where I read a book and recommend it to him, or he reads a book and he recommends it to me, and we chat about life and stuff. And and, and how often do you meet? And how often do you do that? It depends. I mean, he's you know. They've been involved with Brexit for the last however many years, so it's got less as that uh, issues become more uh, pressing. But in general terms, it'd be every every six eight weeks or so. Great, yeah. Um, and so you talk about a book that you've been. We reading. talk about everything, but yeah. but we focus on we focus on a book which kind of like helps us to keep um, some kind of continuum in a in a certain yeah. direction. And other people from the past or from history. Oh well, I, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I. No, no. I've always had, I've always had a living mentor. So they've been ministers, um, um, or s Christians of some standing for the last few years, um, and and I have to say it's been a real blessing because they can talk. You know, they've been there, they've seen it, they've done it, they've got the T-shirt, and you can learn off them. Yes, um, and especially when you're pioneering to, in areas that, that, that that's not not been done before. Yeah, I mean, m most of the people I've had as mentors have had nothing to do with the nitty-gritty of broadcast, but they have had a degree of spirituality that I could only envy. Really. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful to hear like that. Any any particular standout that you, that you want to mention? Like that? Oh, no, I'd, I'd say that the current one, Leslie's, you know, you, you, the your best one's always the current one. Okay. Because uh, they're the one that you're having the relationship with. So, no, no, um, all I can say is that I've learned so much from having somebody in my life who's objective in what they're talking about mm. yeah. my next question I think I know what you're going to say but I think it's going to be a teaser for our next podcast but what have been what 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 these days makes your heart beat faster oh the the future of media and the potential of the so give new us a development. Of that. yes I mean we're experiencing that yeah right now so um it's really easy um that mobile phone in everybody's pocket and handbag is the best gift of God for the gospel. 
Mm. It's just the best thing. And so how we as a church master it and use it well, that's what makes my heart beat faster because that, it's almost like a second reformation. Yes. In the same way, that's right, as the, as the printing press was invented, how that enabled the Bible to go to, to people who, who wouldn't have access to it. Now we can have access to the Bible and to so much yep. Christian content that we could never have ever had before. Yeah, yep. that's amazing. It is. Yeah, and that's only going to go increase. We're going to talk about that more and and the vision for Premier for the next twenty five years uh, in the next podcast. And we're, we're going to come back to that. So stay tuned for that. What What have you read that you would encourage our listeners to read as well that we should be reading? Um. Well, I mean, I read a lot of novels, so I kind of... Um, Is that a way to to, 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 de- to just switch off? Or, I well, I, you know, I've read a lot of theology in the years. And, um, um, so I, 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 re- I like writing. My hobby, one of my hobbies is writing, and I, I like writing, and I write novels or short stories and stuff. Oh, right. Um, but... but um, for for uh, publication or...? No, nah, I just do it for fun, just like people paint pictures for fun. But the, the 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 best novel I read recently is one by Ian McEwan called Machines Like Me, mm-hmm. and it's um it's all about the future and robots and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that 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 has been. A good so you, you you're always very much looking ahead to the future and thinking about how things could could be. Well, truthfully, it's all around us. You know, you don't have to look very far. You don't have to be that imaginative. If you're doing your banking on your mobile phone. Well, just think, you couldn't have done that 10 years no, ago. No, that's right. You know, when you're, when you're um, uh, watching movies while you're traveling on the number 25 bus, well, you couldn't have done that. No, so that So you, you just have to be pretty unimaginative to think how this... Uh, world is changing. How this world is changing. And the potential for good and for evil, oh, how that's goodness. increasing. Is yeah. it, I think Jesus talks about the wheat and the tares yep. growing, in, yep. growing together. Yeah, what would you just suggest that? Um, what have you done that we should be doing, or that you encourage? What has Premier done, or, or what is? Well, I think well, personally for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, everyone's different, aren't they? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say what I, what I, what I do. That um, all, all I'd say is that um, as a Christian, um, I just love the idea that I can. Um, text somebody and offer a thought for them or I can yes. uh, call them up I know that, that doesn't happen um, a lot in pastoral ministry and I'd love more pastors to use technology better yes um, because that's right because our, our phones we can have different versions of the Bible on our phones we can yep. copy and cut and paste Bible verses or a podcast we've listened to or something like that yeah. I'll tell you what I would say and um, I just think God is taken me on this journey is that um, my big prayer for the British church is that it gets serious about its faith mm. um, you know and starts to really you know do what it says on the tin you know if we all showed up at church if we all prayed if we all shared, learned about our faith and shared our faith the church in the UK would be so much better yeah and we could have a much bigger better impact for this world that needs yeah that, that needs salt and light yeah yeah so much, yeah. So, just, just in a sense, just getting get, get to know you a bit more as well. You told us that you, 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 on the last podcast, you came to faith as I think as a seven-year-old boy. Yeah. And how has your understanding of God changed over 
Oh, come on. I mean, you know, when you're seven year old, all, you don't yeah. even know. Well, what, what do you know? You don't know much. Seven. Yeah. I mean, I, and, you know, my faith journey wasn't wasn't that um, straightforward. I mean, I, you know, I I was I was a nightclub DJ with a a gay go go dancer at one time, right. and I grew up with him. Yeah. Right. And he died of AIDS. Right. So and I and I, and I uh, knew him all the way through that. I knew him from before he realised he was gay to the point he died of that horrible di disease. Yeah. So, um, so you know, I, when when people look at me in me tie and me suit and running this, they can get one impression of who you are. Yes. But I know that as I've gone through the journey, you you you, you go through all sorts of different things, and God takes you through those experiences so that you build your faith. Yes. Um, and um, I um. I'm glad that he does that. I mean, I have to say it. So, so as as I look back, I can see his hand, you know, directing. But I have to say, I haven't been the most obedient of disciples at times, and um, and um, and neither have I been the brainiest. You know, I've I've done some pretty dumb things. But wonderful as he is, he just takes it all and crafts something. Yes. Quite. And that's the wonderful thing that God did. He takes us in our weakness and failings, and and all sorts, doesn't he? And, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. That. Just like one last question, we're mm. coming drawing to a close. If you had unlimited time and money with no responsibilities, what would you do? Way, I'm not sure what I would do. Um, if I had unlimited time and money and no responsibility, what would I do? Well, I I, I have to say I would like to I would like to have a little hut overlooking the sea where I can scribble away. Uh, in quiet peace, I think I'd like that. I'd definitely like that. But I realise now that you know you don't need very much to live. You yeah. know, you, you, you obviously you're older. You you might have paid off your mortgage and all this kind of stuff. But um, so I I think I'd probably give most of it away and just en enjoy enjoy the idea of looking out to see and scribbling in, in peace. Because actually, the one thing you haven't got in this job is very much downtime. Yes, it's it's pretty busy. It's pretty hectic. So you know the idea of just having um, time just to. So do you make sure that you give yourself regular downtime? Well, you, you, so you, you can try. Off. You can try, but um, it's it's a bit of a machine. Yeah. So you um, you end up um, you know trying very hard to get some space, but um, it's 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 a it's a it's quite pressurized at times. Yeah. So uh, the idea of just taking a taking a little paddle in the sea and um, enjoying the sunshine would be lovely I love you that. Peter thank you so much for uh, telling us a little bit more about yourself and giving us imparting some wisdom to us um, from your perspective uh, and again we're very thankful to see how God has worked in your life and how he's used you to not just start um, Premier Kushrina but have an impact here in the UK as, as we've been hearing so much that's needed to, for Christians to be salt and light so thank you for facilitating and helping us to do that more and more we're going to do one more podcast with you uh, later on so stay tuned for that, thank you
you've enjoyed today's conversation, you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com. And could you do us a favour? Head over to iTunes to rate the programme. This is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most. Also, do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to? Don't forget to check out the blog for more great content. That's drsunil.com, helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now. <laughs>